Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode one. I don't know what episode it is. 56. Episode 56 of of the the 167 167 podcast. podcast. Wow. I am Shannon Patterson, I think, uh, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church with my good friend, Joshua Harrell, our media pastor. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How are you feeling? I'm feeling... I'm okay. Yeah. I have a sinus infection, which is why I sound like a man, and you might hear a cough drop clicking around in my mouth every now and then. Um. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's good to see you again. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, how, how, what? Go uh, ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, did you make any resolutions for... No. No? Mm-mm. Me either. Because it's almost like a, I, I know I'm, I'm like an anti-resolution person because... Like I don't, I don't want a date on a calendar to tell me when to. I think I've heard you preach on this before. Mm, maybe about uh, not waiting until New Year's Day to ch- mm-hmm. to make a change mm-hmm. or something. But you know, if you if you need to make a change, make the change. So you know, Michael yeah. Jackson saying about that. I was I was about to mention the Michael make Jackson the change. That's yeah. a. That video is cool. Michael Jackson's catalog is phenomenal. The, the more that video, the yeah. morphing of the of the people. Uh huh. I mean, oh, that really was cutting cool. edge at the time. It's still mm-hmm. cool, but I mean, it was like the first time. Is that, the, is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was good. Um, So, what are we doing? I'm on medication, so um, you better I, drive this ship, man. I mean, I hear we're talking about catechesis. <laughs> we are talking about catechesis. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, and so, listeners, so I sent I send the notes to Josh, and... It just says 167 slash catechesis, and then beneath it, episode 56, and then the notes. And the first thing I asked him this morning was, um, do you know how to pronounce that? And he was like, nope. No, I, no. Like, literally, I, listeners probably know more about catechesis than I do. Probably not. From being <laughs> able to give a definition. Maybe, maybe. So, well, catech- the reason you call it catechesis is because it's spelled C-A-T-E-C-H-E-S-I-S. So, catechesis. <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. That's phonetically how it's spelled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure it is. So, what is catechesis? Um, catechism. All these words. So, a catechism, it's a summary of Christian beliefs uh, uh, for, for easier learning. Mm. So, that someone would be able to learn it. So, for instance... You could start very simply with who is God, mm. you know, okay. and these kind of questions. What is sin? Um, what is salvation? What happens in salvation? Mm. Um, who is Jesus? Who is the Holy Spirit? Um, who created the world? All these kinds of questions that can start in a very simple form, and then they can they can grow into a much deeper form. Um, so no relation to catacombs. No relation to catacombs, and no relation to I don't know why I always wanted to connect this with um, Catholicism, which it does, but I thought it was because of the spelling. Well, see, I've heard of catechism, but mm-hmm. it's always been from Catholic friends exactly. or family. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that in a minute. So so catechism, to practice catechesis, it's to participate in this learning. Okay. 
um, to catechize would okay. be the person who is teaching, and to be the catechumen. All that's, right. that's not the stuff now that you're you making words up. Is like, it's the one who is being catechized, though I've never used that term. Like, is that, is that like a Webster's word or is that like a Catholic dictionary word? I, like, it, no, I, I mean, I, it probably is in the Catholic dictionary, but it was not originally a Catholic thing. Okay. So, so originally, what happened was the catechism. So, remember, that is a summary of Christian beliefs for learning to learn it, to take it in, to understand mm-hmm. it. Um, Originally, catechism was taught to those who were going to be confirmed in the church, uh, like confirmation, mm-hmm. okay? Com- you know, confirming their faith. And in um, some scenarios, it was usually like a three-year process, the, mm. the, um, the whole catechism process. Um, and it culminated in a worship service with persons being baptized if they hadn't been baptized, and then joining the church and making a profession of faith. Okay, so this is like the Catholic confirmation process. Um, or the Methodist that some well, do, well, or well, no, like, Episcopalian. Um, I remember ha- like my cousin... like As far as the time frame? Time frame, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was a really long mm-hmm. process, and he had to do a lot of different things throughout mm-hmm. the church throughout a right. couple years. I went through that. And yeah. then... The only thing I remember is he got a cake at the reception. I don't remember a lot. I know we had to, like, remember a lot of sins. Yeah, that that was actually his confirmation things. is the only Catholic service I've ever been hmm, to. Interesting. So, well, and like I said, so um, growing up Catholic, um, catechism was definitely a word I had heard many, many times um, and was being, I was a catechumen, I guess you could say. Um, not a catechumen, but a catechumen. Um, and yeah. so I thought, <laughs> I thought this was strictly a Catholic word, but it's not. Do you know Martin Luther? No, I don't know. Martin Luther is attributed with using this term first and, and writing a Protestant catechism. Now, he was a former Catholic priest, of course, but he is the one that started the Protestant Reformation. I mean, he, he nailed the 95 Theses to the, the door, right? S- Okay, so was catechism and catechesis catechesis cate- catechesis uh huh um, a thing before Martin Luther, or uh, did he actually, or was it something mm-hmm. that he kind of developed, and then the Protestant and the Catholics adopted it? It was being developed. It was being used. There was nothing formal, um, nothing like um, church wide, capital C church wide, that was being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so you had various things. So he kind of brought down, as far as for the Protestants, a catechism for Protestant people. Okay. And then that was dispersed out. And it worked really well. And then later, the Roman Catholics actually borrowed that idea, and they used it, and they really used it. Yeah, they really... Right. So um, much so that they're the ones... That are almost, you think about. Synonymous with it. Right. Um, so and here's kind of a... I don't know, a question I would be, uh, if, if I'm you know listening to the podcast, I'm going, all right, um, am I cool with a catechism? Like a, here are these, uh, you know, 90 to 100 to 150 questions and answers on, on the beliefs of the Christian faith, right? Um, in, in regard to the church, is that, is that too, like, lifeless? Is it too... Um, rote? Is it too stiff? Like, is it too, like, just, you know, just without Holy Spirit 
you know, infusion, I guess you could say. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, my first thought, I guess it depends on the questions, I guess. Yeah. And I, and I think just if you boil it down to just, you know, here's 110 questions, you mm-hmm. know, answer them and you're good. Then yeah. that, that seems really hollow. Yeah. I mean, well, you have head knowledge, but... yeah. But it also seems like as a good foundation for like mm-hmm. establishing. All right, so we, if you want to be a part of us as a church, we say we believe these mm-hmm. hundred so things. Mm-hmm. If if these if a majority of these don't line up with you, we're probably not the church for you. Mm. Yeah, but I would say this is more. Yes, but I think it goes deeper, like doctrinally, um, more universally as Christians. Almost so, in spite of a denomination. Um, okay, so all so all a hundred would be doctrine level. Because um, I I would think like the top ten would be doctrine, and then you'd start breaking out into like the catechism of the Methodist Church, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to because the like sure is, sure because at top at doctrine level. The mm-hmm. first couple questions of the catechism, in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. stopped in. You know? Well, you'd ha- at the Catholic level and the Methodist level is Jesus God, yes, yes, both on both, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd ha- and then farther down the list is when you start seeing that deviation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get that, into that's communion what, and yeah, that's what veneration. I, that's what I think would be the difference in having two different catechisms, right? Sure. Going back to the initial definition of a catechism, it's a summary of Christian beliefs for easier learning. So you would say that, by and large, it is like the basic. This so is Christianity 101, mostly re- regardless doctor. of, um, you know, uh, what the name is on on mm-hmm. the church or that kind of thing. Um, but you could very easily get into your own personal catechism. It's right. not. It's not like um, Martin Luther owns catechism or the Catholic Church or the Methodist Church or Episcopalian or anything, like. The word catechism, okay, might not be one that we use a lot, mm-hmm. but I want to say this. So whether you're hesitating or you're kind of like, eh, catechism, it sounds really like just like um, almost like pharisaical, you know, like religious, not in a good way. Um, <laughs> like wherever you are in that, let me just point this thing out. You are being catechized all the time. Yeah. All the time, because culture catechizes mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. A summary of beliefs about the culture. Of whatever. Uh, yeah, right. So culture teaches us um, what matters and what views we should take about what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, our current culture has multiple technologies able to catechize. I mean, social media, of oh, course. Yeah. Um, question. I'm I'm assuming this is YouTube. Does YouTube fall into social media? Yes, I assumed it did. It is because the second it's... largest social media. Okay. as of twenty. I don't know why I would one think it wasn't, because it's it's people driven. Yeah, I mean because because the, honestly because there is a comment section, there is the interaction. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have that, you could right, argue you that could it wasn't. And, okay, yeah. So I mean, you think about that. So our we've got social media. Um, you know. Podcast being one of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, television still catechizes. I mean, it might not be the number one driver. Like I'm talking like network television, but then oh, you yeah. even think like all your streaming. It's it's you know, like stuff. radio still catechizes. Well, even it's you like know. Nielsen ratings. Yeah, that that's a ca- hey the Pattersons got like 
thirty bucks from Nielsen's. This I did year. it too because we did it. Yeah, I did. They it send too. they send really crisp dollars. Yeah, that's like new. straight from the mint. Yeah, wherever they did it. Yeah, I'm throwing in a cough drop, so forgive me, um, yeah. listener. So, so yeah, we're we're all ca- we are catechized yeah. all the and, time, and it's interesting, like. Churches where we go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we, I don't know if I don't. I, I don't like know we, if I want to draw be, back on it. I don't know if I want to be catechized about Jesus and stuff. Perfect example is the ad you see on your Facebook feed. Oh yeah. Like that algorithm. That algorithm knows catechism. you better than you do. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, and you 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 make a good point. Like people who want to be connected to other people, you know, their tribe, or however you want to call that. Um, people who are like them, who think like them, who are on their side, they subject themselves, whether they know it or not, to that catechesis Mm -hmm. all day, every single day, hour after hour after hour. Mm -hmm. So if you were like, and I don't mean to like pick on you, because I think this is a... Oh, go ahead. Well, I meant like the listener, but I'll pick on you anytime, Josh. But the listener, I want to be nicer to... um, (laughs) But play, no, please. like, <laughs> no, because, um, I, I went, I must definitely have been in a place in my, on my faith journey where I was like, I want nothing to do with anything that is pre-written, pre-done, repeated, all that stuff. And, um, I was cheating myself on the depth and, and history and, um, value of a lot of things. I mean, like the value of the Lord's Prayer, not that I've ever been against the Lord's Prayer, but, you know, um, or the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. You know, those things that just declare these deep, deep truths that are that are real. Um, you know, we shouldn't push back against those. We are being catechized all the time in multiple ways, and most of us are willingly doing it, mm-hmm. whether we know it or not. Right. Um, so here's what I want to go on a tiny little side trail for a minute. Let's do it. Two questions I want to ask. I'll ask you, Josh, but also I want us all to think about it. So these these questions are um, they they, they concern um, politics and faith and catechism for a moment, okay? Okay. Have you, Josh? Have you heard of or do you know of someone who has left a church because the church? Didn't match their politics. I mean, are we naming names? Do you no, want to please get out don't my name list? names. No, please don't name names. Yes, right. We have, right? Yeah, we yeah. have, we have. Um, we have all felt the effects of like this kind of partisan, you know, again tribalism, you know, however you want to word it, and it's most definitely intensified by social media, without a doubt. And what's funny about that is, in my role as as the lead pastor, I will be called. Um, liberal by ultra conservatives, and I'll be called conservative by ultra liberals on the same issue, like about for the same thing. So or, or, take you yeah, know COVID, yeah. um, or um, you know the some of the the ways in which you know through the beatitudes, I was looking at all the the racial tension that went on mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. Um, so. Both ends of the spectrum, and both will call me the name of the other, mm-hmm. um, and that's just and that's just because I have a a tiny public voice that people hear. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, and so you know, speaking in that way, someone could be like, "Oh, well, that doesn't line up." This is what I heard 
her say or that person say, and it doesn't line up with my politics, and so I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I cut you off. What were you about to say? I don't remember. <laughs> so what happens is, is that when culture catechizes us more than our faith, mm-hmm. talking points um, become drivers of opinion instead of scripture. Mm. Okay, now this the whole theme of this this episode is on catechism, and I want us to keep that in mind because we're all catechized whether we know it or not. So the real question I want us to get to is what what is what's the catechesis that we're receiving? Right. We're all catechumens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we receiving? Because we don't realize how much culture catechizes mm-hmm. until you step back and go, "Whoa." We don't realize how much col- uh, politics catechizes. Mhm. Until you step back and really look at it. We don't realize how much the region of the country we live in catechizes. Yeah. Until you step back and go, oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of the general vibe of what's going on. I mean, you know, you see that. I've seen that. People have family that move off somewhere, and suddenly they they start to have a different worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, or you've moved, and you go, oh, wow, that's what I was... You know, it changed. It's there's so much culture and politics, and even just where we live. So I said there was two questions. Okay. All right. So the first one was, did you know someone, or have you known someone that has left the church because it did not line up with their politics? Now here's the next question: Have you ever heard of someone who has changed their politics because it didn't match their faith? Maybe two. This I have seen far less examples of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, from a personal standpoint. I I know I've gone into to vote and seen who's listed and like with with a Christian mindset I go there's not one of these people that mm-hmm. that my faith gives me a clear mm-hmm. discernment because X Y and Z is good mm-hmm. on the left side and then mm-hmm. but then there's this other stuff that I, that my faith doesn't line up mm-hmm. with and then the same thing on the right side yep. X, Y, and Z, it lines up here, but then all this other stuff it doesn't line up with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't line... So, like, I, I, I've I, not changed... Personally, I haven't changed politics, but I've mm-hmm. gone up going, there's not one that I can stand by with my faith to vote with, for. Right, right. And this is going to be um, easier for me to say than I know it will be for others because politics has never been that important to me. So, um, I do believe that coming to faith as in my mid twenties and now living the next 20 something years. So I've, I'm now older, I've now lived longer as a Christian than I lived, that I, that I lived not being a Christian, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, but I would say most definitely my faith has affected how I, how I view politics when I look at politics yeah, or when I'm approached with it or, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I don't think that makes me a better person. I, I just think that's faith and, um, is, is, it's always there in, in front mm-hmm. of me and I just don't really pay attention yeah. to the other stuff. So well, I don't find the, the tension that I think a lot of people sometimes deal with. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I know we we don't want to get into politics the, mm-hmm. the whole way, but at least the last couple elections has, has made me realize that mm-hmm. uh, Christianity isn't a left. All Christians aren't yeah. on the left, and all Christians aren't on the right. Yeah, you know, 
that that's real like the last couple of elections have really made me see that that mm-hmm. there's Christians on both sides and they're just trying to figure it out with what they're given. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's always been true. I think just different events happen through history that kind of polarize it even more. Well, I mean, 100% growing up where in South Georgia, mm-hmm. Christians are Republicans. Oh, well. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. In in this part of the country, talking about or our region, yeah. where we live, catechizes, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's no doubt. And, and then, so, like, like you're talking about with being catechized by culture, mm-hmm. I mean, a red flag should be that there is no one in your life that opposes any of your opinions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you're surrounded by like-minded people. Right. That that should be a red flag. Yes. That you're too siloed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that brings a really good point, because that's what I was about to say regarding culture and politics and catechizing is if we're not challenged in the politics that we do hold. So, and, you know, when I use the term politics, let's talk about if we're not challenged in how we view um, uh, the justice system, uh, social reform, uh, economics, um, uh, racism, uh, if we are not challenged in those areas... In, in our worldview, mm-hmm. if we're not challenged by the scriptures mm-hmm. every now and then, I would hope even more, we're not really paying attention to the scriptures. No. If, if for instance, so if, if we, if I read the Beatitudes and it doesn't make me step back and go, whoa, my, you know, in my, without thinking, this could be how I kind of view a lot of things and people and circumstances and situations, mm-hmm. but... Um, the Beatitudes. So yeah, yeah. So this is what I want to say about regarding culture and politics and catechizing and all these things is if we're not challenged, if we're not challenged, Josh, in our politics, if we're not, and by politics, I mean like um, how we view um, justice and social reform, um, racism, um, the economy, um, all these, these various things that politicians build their platforms on right Right. yeah that that politicians in washington and in our states you know um lobby for and push and write these bills about and all this if we're not challenged in our politics by the scriptures then i don't think we're really paying attention to the scriptures and i don't care what political party you're part of well yeah if you're not challenged by the scriptures then then we're not paying attention to them well and it's not even just politics it's whatever whatever defines how you interact with the world. If it's not the scriptures, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like sports, you know, uh, college football stuff like that. You know, can def- am I gonna go to the game for the fourth week in a row because they're at home, and I'm not gonna make it to church? And you you've fallen into a catechism that doesn't align with scriptures. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you brought it down real close to home right there. Well, I mean, am I wrong? No, not at all. Be- because, like, everyone knows, like, politics, like, mm-hmm. that's that's a divider. But that's not... That's not the... That's not the divider. Everyone has their own. And you, going back to the point, then the catechism that, mm-hmm. that we might be receiving, if, if we choose, as a believer, to say, I'm going to commit to my season tickets... Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to say that, but like, I mean, let's just use that as an example. Yeah. Versus being 
in with the body of Christ, serving, worshiping, giving, um, doing my part, uh, the things we say we'll do when we say we'll partner in ministry, right? Yeah. Um, then the catechism that we're receiving is, um, you know, you first, um, your enjoyment first, um, we, your, yeah. you we, know. Which is a huge your push. Your social of culture right now is to put you first to do what makes you happy well you know and, and that's the defining that's the the top layer of the catechism for our culture right now oh yeah and and that's i was about to say like i don't want to kick you know season ticket holders down no, or because, anything like that because because it, it's so many shannon patterson doesn't have season tickets but shannon still chooses shannon a lot yeah and there's <laughs> like um i don't know COVID. I, I don't know. There's so many things that you could go, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of me today mm-hmm. instead, instead of doing what I need to for the kingdom of God, you know, like choosing to take, to put yourself first over everything else. Mm-hmm. And, yep. that, and that is that self mentality catechism that the culture is pushing on us, that it's okay. Like self, self promotion, self happy, uh, make you that person that you want to be because that person is okay. Yeah. Not yeah. the person that God wants you to be because that's mm-hmm. the right person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I whether, I wanna... whether it's politics, football, yeah. Um, social media, cause people are, can't do what they need to do because they're addicted to TikTok right now. <laughs> you know? Well, so yeah, I'll repeat that point I made and kind of remove politics from it. That was just an example, but if we're not challenged, in our in in what we're consuming and what we're focused on and what is important to us um by the scriptures then we're not really paying attention to the scriptures i don't think right i really don't think we are and so unfortunately josh what i think has been true across the board um and even to a smaller degree you could even say in in even our very own church is that at times people will leave a church if their worldview, if the way they're choosing to view everything, um, if it's challenged um, by scripture, even, um, and and so that's just that's kind of a sad sad fact. In it, my it's, opinion. it's really weird that instead of Jesus to shape us, we want to shape Jesus. Of course, yeah. but it feels like that's the only. I don't know about you, but for whatever reason, I feel like that's the only thing people really want to mold themselves. Otherwise, they just rather fall in line with whatever they're doing. Yeah, and I think what's missing there... Like a really double standard to Jesus. Well, yeah, and I don't know if people recognize that because I'm guilty. I can be guilty of that as well. But I think what's missing in that is that unless we are people who are actively um, like being humble, mm-hmm. you know, being humility... Um, and um, submission to the Holy Spirit and to God's Word, the Scriptures, like, if we're not purposely pursuing that, then I think our automatic, like, kickback is to be like, well, I'm first, and what do I want, and what do I like, and let me team up with other people that want what I want and and like what I like, and, and now let me you know, sprinkle a little, little scripture on top of this and see if it works. Yeah. Pulling stuff out of context. <laughs> yes. Which we're going to talk about that in the upcoming series, the Bible mm-hmm. um, context is going to be one of the weeks that we talk about that. So, um, 
as I mentioned earlier, catechism, it was first introduced by Martin Luther as this formal method of teaching just the basics of Christian beliefs, uh, specifically focusing on the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and the sacraments. And those were kind of like the foundational um, bits of, of Christianity. And so he wrote, Luther did, he wrote what is called a large catechism for pastors and other teachers to help them educate their congregations. And then he wrote a small catechism for children in the form of these answers, these questions and answers that can be learned more easily learned and memorized um, to prepare for confirmation. Learned. Yep. Learned. Yes. Um, and so the question you asked earlier, Josh, there's always been some kind of form or manual that people have used for Christian doctrine, like to learn it mm-hmm. throughout the history of the church. But Luther specifically used this term catechism to highlight the importance of this doctrinal teaching mm. of the church. And so a lot of other catechisms appeared over the time after Luther. Um, and like we said, with the Catholic churches, uh, that came along as well. And and each of them followed in some way that format Luther used of um, explaining doctrine, doctrine in reference to uh, the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, Lord's Prayer, the Sacraments. Those were some of the big focuses mm-hmm. of those. Interestingly, John Wesley, uh, when he was writing uh, what is called the Sunday service for American Methodists, so it was basically a, here's what you do on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, he quietly, <laughs> that's the term that was used in the history of all this, he deleted the rite of confirmation from the Sunday service for that, American that, Methodists. Because, that's interesting. Because he... He was so um, uh, he, he so wanted he insisted on that there be a personal evangelical meaning uh, of a person being baptized and or joining the church by a profession of faith that he did not want it to be about did you answer these questions like mm. he, yes he to know that information yes but he was so much about the inworking of the Holy Spirit in a person's life and them actually being transformed. Um, so fruit, um, right. and so he really wanted to see that. And I think by the time that he, um, was putting together the Sunday service for the Methodists in America, um, you know, by that point, the Catholics had, had taken, um, the catechism and used it in such a way that, um, in his point of view, it lost some of that, um, sincerity mm-hmm. of, of faith. But he, hmm. but he didn't just get rid of like a catechism. Not like the catechism, but the rite of the, confirmation right. okay. as being like the end goal mm-hmm. for the catechism. Okay. Like it's like okay, if you're just going to use the catechism to get a person to this date and for them to do this thing, and then that's it. If it's just an A to B thing, exactly. We're, Which that is totally what we um, agree with here at the porch and, and a lot of other places. Not they to be. We don't want to just go from you get here, all right, you do this, say this, and you're good to go. Yeah. We that terrifies me. Right. Yeah. Um, on a personal level, but then as like a parent, Oh, uh, it it scared me before, but as a parent, I like, I'd never want to give my daughters a false sense of you did this. So you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, Wesley, he, he kind of had a dispute with the, with the Roman Catholic Catechism. He, he included 
you know, he wrote extensively, but he included in a letter um, to a, a Roman Catholic bishop that he just he objected to the formalism of confirmation and how okay. he had lost that. And um, he also, so at this point, um, the Westminster Catechism had come along, um, which was— And this is a published book. Yeah, this was— Like, you could go on a shelf and get— I'm sure you an, could. I mean, I know it was available. I don't know how, how but wide. But it was a written— It was well-known, yes. Okay. Yes. So there was the large catechism and then the shorter catechism. And it became known as the Westminster Catechism because the, the that like was the where it was show? approved. <laughs> um, but it, it but it was definitely more um, Calvinistic. So all of your uh, more Calvinistic Protestant churches would have aligned with the Westminster Catechism. Yeah. And so what John Wesley did is he took the shorter Catechism and he didn't add anything to it. He just deleted some sections that he didn't agree with, like predestination, mm. um, and and some of those some of those kinds of things. So, talking about for Methodists, the purpose of catechism, especially in early Methodism, it was not to find out if a person had memorized questions and and answers on you know particular religious beliefs, but the question was primarily what we've talked about before: how is it with your soul? Mm-hmm. That was really what Wesley wanted. Um, people to be able to answer and address and to consider and and when it wasn't good to to know what they can do for that you know mm-hmm. and now Wesley to be clear he believed and wrote extensively on a Christian having a proper doctrinal understanding but that a true Christian would be one who is catechized not just outwardly but like inwardly um through the Spirit, who is working in that that justifying and sanctifying right. grace, it's yeah. it's it's very evident in their life, and and they were held accountable in community, which was huge, um, and that's where I think uh, Wesley saw a, a drop off with the the Catholic version of uh, catechism and confirmation was that there was there was no there were no class meetings, there were no small groups, there was no accountability in the day-to-day life of the person mm-hmm. beyond can you rattle off the answers to these questions. Right. And so that was really where he focused in um, and, and being that accountability in, in Christian community. So when you think about, like, boiling it down, it was, it was loving God with all one's heart, their mind, and their soul. That's the goal of the Christian life. And so catechism can help with that. But catechism should not be the end goal of it. It should be a um, a vehicle to, to for yeah. us to live into the fullness of the Christian life, and mm-hmm. not the I'm going to take this test and then I'm good, okay. you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah, um, you know, I've already mentioned it, but we're starting a new series uh, this Sunday, January 9th. The Bible. On the Bible. So um, it's a it's a three week series. And then we're going to slightly shift gears, but not a whole lot. And we're going to spend four weeks talking about toxic theology or dangerous doctrine, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to talk about, like, what can be toxic or or dangerous about. uh, And we've talked on the podcast before about doctrine and dogma and those things. But those things for us to watch out for in in daily living as Christians. So we're going to be doing that. Most of those are cross-stitched on pillows. (laughs) So really, when you think about like the next seven weeks on the Bible and on theology, 
it's one of the reasons I wanted us to talk about catechism today, mm-hmm. but also because we are kicking off our community groups um, after this first week, so the week of January 10th. Yeah. Um, so and you starting know, as soon as Sunday, some yeah. meet on Sunday. So, yeah. yeah. So, so like I said, for Wesley, the, John Wesley, the opportunity to learn together in community happened in groups. Um, so I wanted to talk about catechism for that. And then the, the third reason I wanted to talk about catechesis is because four weeks from the this podcast, so February 4th through the 6th, we have an opportunity um, for our 5th through 7th graders to participate in the Journey Weekend, which is what we're calling it the Journey Weekend, where we are going to talk about the basics of the faith, so that Christianity 101 yeah. The basics, who's God, what is sin, what is salvation, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And so we're, we're putting the final touches on planning that. And I'm really excited about it because I think it's needed. Um, and um, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've been working a lot um, on the, the materials for the week and mm-hmm. using... Um, Actually, going back to like 1855, using the Catechism for the Methodist Episcopal Church, mm-hmm. way back, um, and it's just so good. It's so good. So I'm taking that and using it as a basis to develop, a, of course, a more updated, you know, a 20. Yeah, 20. I almost said 21, but it's, it's 2022, 2022 version. It is of that. So, um, and the end goal, like we've said a few times, it's not to have students, you know, on this journey weekend for on that Sunday for them to join the church or for them to go through a series of questions and then graduate and be done. Um, We call this weekend the journey weekend for a reason because that's precisely what we are all on. We're on a journey. Um, And so I guess, I don't know, kind of wrapping up this episode, Josh, uh, for the listener, I'm, I'm curious. I think it's, I think it'd be worth us all asking this question of ourselves is what or who has been catechizing you? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like what has been informing you to the point that you have a series of beliefs about it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's political or social or media or h- historic. Your I mean, family. I mean, there's, yeah, there, 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 is, there are so many. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what is it that informs you to the point that you will, you would, you would change friendships? Or you could you would change a job, or and yes, you might even change a church because of what you have received and believed in whatever is catechizing you. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent like there are jobs I will not take because of the way I believe. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. And so it, it's not all like negative in that regard. No. But there, I think there are um, some things that we are catechized on and we don't even realize it. Yeah. And so like I didn't have a name to put put. Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, like I've always say conditioned. I guess. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think this is more, I mean, but I think it's, I think it's much more, um, once you talk about it and you kind of realize it and you decide to go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of watch for this in my life. Mm-hmm. We will, we would all, we will all be shocked to see how much we're receiving catechism on different things yeah, yeah. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, yeah. so I, I think I'd be remiss not to ask this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the journey weekend for fifth and fifth through seventh graders mm-hmm. but a majority of our listeners are adults there yep. are some kids that listen in the car because their <laughs> yeah, parents yeah, right, turn right. it on yeah this is yeah um shout out to you you kids mm-hmm. way to go but if i They're am a captive audience <laughs> mom I, do we have to listen to this again 
But if that's basically Mallory, but anyway. But if I am interested in hmm. the church's catechism, what are some steps I can do to get myself uh, mm. better educated in that? Sure. Our Bible uh, study is going to be great first steps, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a we're only going to scratch the surface. Yeah. So yeah. so what 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 can we do to learn more about our faith at mm-hmm. at that catechism level? Sure. You know, that defines us better. Mm-hmm. That would even help us differentiate um, wh- what should be affecting us in our catechism. That way we can see warning labels as they're mm. coming in from other catechisms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think a really good place to start is um, going to the historic documents mm-hmm. of the, the church um, that are all based on Scripture. They're not based on anything else. Um First and foremost, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um, look at what that prayer is asking for. Um, then you go to, like, the Apostles' Creed, and you look and see, like, what that's all about, and you go, okay, I believe in God the Father, you know, the maker of heaven and earth, and all these big things. Like, we're making these huge statements, and, like, am I believing these things, you know? Um, and you can you can find those anywhere. You can Google those or whatever. I will say, in working on this material— for the journey weekend, what I want to do is this is going to be a series um, at some point down the okay. road because um, I'm I'm putting that I'm all the research and stuff I've done. Honestly, I'm most likely going to publish this. I mean, I don't know if it'll be used anywhere. I think it'd be helpful for churches mm-hmm. um, to use this in in how they're doing. So, um, but I think that's a really great place to start. If I answered your question, yeah, I think. Mm- so yeah, maybe maybe it'll be a series that culminates in a conference or something. Mm, there you go, there you go, there you go. That's not official thing. I just said it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of catechism is something for us to think about and and realize it's there and it's real. And if we're gonna be catechized, then let's allow like God's word mm-hmm. and what the historic, you know, work of the church has taught us through centuries. Yeah, and it's so important to go. D- to this stuff because so many of us believe our faith based on what our parents taught us Mm -hmm. and generation after generation doing that we we get way off track of what Christianity Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and it is important to go back to the source material and let that be your your scriptures yes your your guide as opposed mm -hmm. to what your parents did because humans are flawed Mm -hmm. and if if we base everything we do off of what our parents did especially in our faith walk we're in trouble Mm -hmm. for sure yeah that's for sure well thanks for uh, being with us today on this 56th episode and uh next week is our 57th episode but it's not just our 57th it is our one year anniversary i know of the 167 podcast podcast. so wow i can't believe we've been doing that for a year so pretty cool yep cool all right porch community we love you guys we look forward to seeing you on sunday and talking to you again soon have a great week see you bye bye You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.